Good morning, everyone, and welcome to our Course in Miracles daily reading conference call. We read from the text of A Course in Miracles original edition, which is published by our dear friends at the Course in Miracles Society. You can access an online copy of the original edition by going to jcim.net, or if you mouse the link top for online edition, you'll see the link to read A Course in Miracles OE. On that same drop-down, there's an option to subscribe to have both the daily text reading and the lesson for the day sent to you from the Course in Miracles Society. My name is Lori Cameron. This call is Monday through Friday from about 9.15 to about 10.50 a.m. Eastern. And today we continue our reading of Chapter 25, The Remedy, with Section 6, The State of Sinlessness, and Section 7, the special function. We also have a new essay uh, for 10 days, What is the Christ? And our first lesson in that topic is 271. Christ is the vision I will use today. And by way of opening this morning, I found this beautiful little poem from about the 10th century by an author called Hakim Sinai. And the poem's called The Way to You. The way to you, that's with a capital Y, lies clearly in my heart and cannot be seen or known to the mind. As my words turn to silence, your sweetness surrounds me. Unable to discern the form of you, I see your presence all around Filling my eyes with the love of you, my heart is humbled, for you are everywhere. The way to you. Christ is the vision I will use today. Amen. Oh, beautiful. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thanks so much, Laura. I, I loved finding that one. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, my, my friends, here's our reading list this morning. We have Lemoyne, Fran, Jessica, Diana, and Micah. And we're joined in listening this morning by Robin Marie, Roz, and Harrison. Has anyone else joined us that would like to say good morning or be on the reading list? Patricia here, available to read. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Patricia. Good morning, it's Donna, and yes, I'll read. Thank you, Donna. Okay. Excellent. So we take up Chapter 25, The Remedy, with Section 6, The State of Sinlessness, beginning with Paragraph 37. The state of sinlessness is merely this. The whole desire to attack is gone. And so there is no reason to perceive the Son of God as other than he is. The need for guilt is gone because it has no purpose and is meaningless without the goal of sin. Attack and sin are bound as one illusion, each the cause and aim and justifier of the other. Each is meaningless alone, but seems to draw a meaning from the other. Each depends upon the other for whatever sense it seems to have, and no one could believe in one unless the other were the truth, 
for each attests the other must be true. Lemoyne. Chapter chapter 25, The Remedy. Section 6, The State of Sinlessness. The state of sinlessness is merely this. The whole desire to attack is gone. And so there is no reason to perceive the Son of God as other than he is. The need for guilt is gone because it has no purpose and is meaningless without the goal of sin. Attack and sin are bound as one illusion, each the cause and aim and justifier of the other. Each is meaningless alone, but seems to draw meaning from the other. Each depends on the other for whatever sense it seems to have. And no one could believe in one unless the other were the truth, for each attests the other must be true. Attack makes Christ your enemy and God along with him. Must you not be afraid with enemies, quote-unquote enemies like these? And must you not be fearful of yourself? For you have hurt yourself and made yourself your, quote, enemy. And now you must believe you are not you, but something else, alien to yourself and, quote, something else, a, quote, something to be feared instead of love. Who would attack whatever he perceives as wholly innocent? And who, because he wishes to attack, can fail to think it must be guilty to deserve the wish and leave him innocent? And who would see the Son of God as innocent and wish him dead? Christ stands before you both each time you look on one another. He has not gone because your eyes are closed. But what is there to see by searching for your Savior, seeing him through sightless eyes? Thank you, Lemoyne. And Fran. 38. Attack makes Christ your enemy and God along with him. Must you not be afraid with, quote, enemies like these? And must you not be fearful of yourself? Do you hurt yourself and made your true self your, quote, enemy? And now you must believe you are not you, but something alien to yourself and, quote, something else, a, quote, something to be feared instead of loved. Who would attack whatever he perceives as wholly innocent? And who, because he wishes to attack, can fail to think it must be guilty to deserve the wish and leave him innocent? And who would see the Son of God as innocent and wish him dead? Christ stands before you both each time you look on one another. He has not gone because your eyes are closed. But what is there to see by searching for your Savior? seeing him through sightless eyes. 39. It is not Christ you see by looking thus. It is the, quote, enemy. Confused with Christ you look upon and hate because there is no sin in him for you to see. 
nor do you hear his plaintive call, unchanged in content, in whatever forms the call is made, that you unite with him and join with him in innocence and peace. And yet beneath the ego's senseless shrieks, such is the call that God has given him that you might hear in him his call to you and answer by returning unto God what is his own. Thank you, Fran. And Jessica. Thanks, Lori. It is a 39. It is not Christ you see by looking thus. It is the, quote, enemy confused with Christ you look upon and hate because there is no sin in him for you to see. Nor do you hear his plaintive call unchanged in content in whatever form the call is made that you unite with him and join with him in innocence and peace. And yet beneath the ego's senseless shrieks, such is the call that God has given him that you might hear in him his call to you and answer by returning unto God what is his own. 40. The Son of God asks only this of you, that you return to him what is his due, and you may share it in it with him. Alone does neither have it. So must it remain unless useless to both. Together it will give to each an equal strength to save the other and save himself along with him. Forgiven by you, your Savior offers you salvation. Condemned by you, he offers death to you. In everyone you see, in everyone you see but the reflection of what you chose to have him be to you. If you decide against his proper function, the only one he has in truth, you are depriving him of all the joy he would have found if he fulfilled the role God gave to him. But think not heaven is lost to him alone, nor can it be regained unless the way is shown to him through you that you may find it walking by his side. Thank you, Jessica. And Diana. I completely lost track of where we are in the book. Can you give me um, the chapter again? And the, um... Sure, sure. We're in 25, chapter 25, okay. section okay. 6, and paragraph 40. And 40, okay, just a moment. And I'm Okay. Um, why don't you go on to the next person? Okay. Um, I'll come back to okay. you. Okay, thank you. So, um, mm-hmm. Okay, so Micah, that would be 40 and 41 to you. 
Okay. <clears throat> 40. The son, the son of God asks only this of you, that you return to him what it is due, that you may share in it with him. Alone does neither have it, so must it remain useless to both. Together it will give to each an equal strength to save the other and save himself along with him. Forgiven by you, your Savior offers you salvation. Condemned by you, he offers death to you. In everyone you see but the reflection of what you chose to have him be to you. If you decide against his proper function, the only one he has in truth, you are depriving him of all the joy he would have found if he fulfilled the role God gave to him. But think not heaven is lost to him alone, nor can it be regained unless the way is shown to him through you that you may find it walking by his side. 41. It is no sacrifice that he be saved, for by his freedom will you gain your own. To let his function be fulfilled is but the means to let yours be. And so you walk toward heaven or toward hell, not alone. How beautiful his sinlessness will be when you perceive it, and how great will be your joy when he is free to offer you the gift of sight God gave to him for you. He has no need but this, that you allow him freedom to complete the task God gave to him. Remembering but this, that what he does you do along with him. And as you see him, so do you define the function he will have for you until you see him differently. And let him be what God appointed that he be to you. Thank you, Micah. And Patricia. Forty-one, it is no sacrifice that he be saved, for by his freedom will you gain your own. To let his function be fulfilled is but the means to let yours be. And so you walk toward heaven or toward hell, but not alone. How beautiful his sinlessness will be when you perceive it. And how great will be your joy when he is free to offer you the gift of sight God gave to him for you. He has no need but this, that you 
allow him freedom to complete the task God gave to him. Remembering but this, that what he does, you do along with him. And as you see him, so do you define the function he will have for you until you see him differently and let him be what God appointed that he be to you. 42. Against the hatred that the Son of God may cherish toward himself is God believed to be without the power to save what he created from the pain of hell but in the love he shows himself is God made free to let his will be done in each of you. You see the picture of your own belief in what the will of God must be for you. In your forgiveness, will you understand his love for you? Through your attack, believe he hates you, thinking heaven must be hell. Look, look once again upon your brother, not without the understanding that he is the way to heaven or to hell as you perceive him. But forget not this. The role you give to him is given you. And you will walk the way you pointed out to him because it is your judgment on your Thank you, Patricia. And Donna, if you'd like to do 42 and title of the next section and 43, please. Forty-two. Against the hatred that the Son of God may cherish toward himself is God believed to be without the power to save what he created from the pain of hell. But in the love he shows himself, is God made free to let his will be done. In each of you, you see the picture of your own belief 
in what the will of God must be for you. In your forgiveness, will you understand his love for you? Through your attack, believe he hates you, thinking heaven must be hell. Look once again upon your brother, not without the understanding that he is the way to heaven or to hell as you perceive him. But forget not this, the role you give to him is given you, and you will walk the way you pointed out to him because it is your judgment of yourself. Chapter 25, Section 7, The Special Function, 43. The grace of God rests gently on forgiving eyes, and everything they look on speaks of him to the beholder. And he can see no evil, nothing in the world to fear, and no one who is different from himself. And he, and as he loves them, so he looks upon himself with love and gentleness. He would no more condemn himself for his mistakes than damn another. He is not an arbiter of vengeance, nor a punisher of sin. The kindness of his sight rests on himself and with all the tenderness it offers others. For he would only heal and only bless. And being in one accord with what God wills, he has the power to heal and bless all those he looks on with the grace of God upon his sight. Thank you, Donna. And uh, Diana, are you able to read now uh, paragraph 43 and 44? Oops. Um, 43 and 43. Yes, uh-huh. Okay, <laughs> 43. The grace of God rests gently on forgiving eyes, and everything they look on speaks of him to the beholder. He can see no evil, nothing in the world to fear, and no one who is different from himself And as he loves them, so he looks upon himself with love and gentleness. He would no more condemn himself for his mistakes than damn another. He is not an arbiter of vengeance nor a punisher of sin. The kindness of his sight rests on himself with all the tenderness it offers others. For he would only heal and only bless. And being in accord with what God wills, he has the power to heal and to bless all those he looks on with the grace of God upon his sight. 44. Eyes become used to darkness, and the light of brilliant day seems painful to the eyes grown long accustomed to the dim effects perceived at twilight, and they turn away from sunlight and the clarity it brings to what they look upon. Dimness seems better, easier to see, and better recognized. Somehow, the vague and the more obscure 
seems easier to look upon, most painful to the eyes, than what is wholly clear and unambiguous. Yet, this is not what the eyes are for. And who can say that, the, that he prefers the darkness and maintain he wants to see? The wish you see calls down the grace of God upon your eyes and brings the gift of light that makes sight possible. Thank you. Thank you, Diana. Let's see. Would there be a new reader for 44 and 45? I could do it now. It's Robin Marie. Thanks, Robin Marie. Sure. 44. Eyes become used to darkness, and the light of brilliant day seems painful to the eyes grown long accustomed to the dim effects perceived at twilight and they turn away from sunlight and the clarity it brings to what they look upon. Dimness seems better, easier to see and better recognize. Somehow the vague and more obscure seems easier to look upon, less painful to the eyes than what is wholly clear and unambiguous. Yet this is not what eyes are for, and who can say that he prefers the darkness and maintains he wants to see? The wish to see calls down the grace of God upon your eyes and brings the gift of light that makes sight possible. 45. Will you behold your brother? God is glad to have you look on him. He does not will your Savior to be unrecognized by you, nor does he will that he remain without the function that he gave to him. Let him no more be lonely. For the lonely ones are those who see no function in the world for them to fill, no place where they are needed, and no aim which only they can perfectly fulfill. Thank you, Robin Marie. And is there another new reader for 45 and 46? Okay, well, Moyne, back to you. Will you behold your brother? God is glad to have you look on him. He does not will your Savior be unrecognized by you. Nor does he will that he remain without the function that he gave to him. Let him no more be lonely. For the lonely ones are those who can see no function in the world for them to fill, no place where they are needed, and no aim which only they can perfectly fulfill. Such is the Holy Spirit's kind perception of specialness, his use of what you made to heal instead of harm. To each he gives a special function in salvation that he alone can fill, a part only for him. Nor is the plan complete until he finds his special function 
and fulfills the part assigned to him to make himself complete within a world where incompletion rules. Thank you, Lemoyne. And Fran. 46. Such is the Holy Spirit's kind perception of specialness, his use of what you made to heal instead of harm. To each he gives a special function and salvation he alone can fill, apart from only him. Nor is the plan complete until he finds his special function and fulfills the part assigned to him to make himself complete within a world where incompletion rules. 47. Here, where the laws of God do not prevail in perfect form, can he yet do one perfect thing and make one perfect choice? And by this act of special faithfulness to one perceived as other than himself, he learns the gift was given to himself, and so they must be one. Forgiveness is the only function meaningful in time. It is the means the Holy Spirit uses to translate specialness from sin into salvation. Forgiveness is for all. But when it rests on all, it is complete and every function of this world completed with it. Then is time no more. Thank you, Fran. And Jessica. Thanks, Lori. <clears throat> 47. Here, where the laws of God do not prevail in perfect form, can he yet do one perfect thing that makes one perfect choice? And by this act of special faithfulness, the one perceived as other than himself, he learns the gift was given to himself. And so they must be one. Forgiveness is the only function meaningful in time. It is the means the Holy Spirit uses to translate specialness from sin into salvation. Forgiveness is for all. But when it rests on all, it is complete, and every function of this world completed with it. Then is time no more. Yet while in time, there is still much to do, and each must do what is allotted him, for on his part does all the plan depend. He has a special part in time, for so he chose, and choosing it, he made it for himself. His wish was not denied, but changed in form to let it serve his brother and himself, and thus become a means to save instead of lose. Salvation is no more than a reminder, this world is not your home. Its laws are not imposed on you. Its values are not yours. And nothing that you think you see in it is really there at all. 
And this is seen and understood as each one takes his part in its undoing, as he did in making it. He has the means for either, as he always did. The specialness he chose to hurt himself did God appoint to be the means for his salvation from the very instant that the choice was made. His special sin was made his special grace. His special hate became his special love. Thank you, Jessica. And um, Micah. Okay. <clears throat> uh, 48. Yet while in time, there is still much to do, and each must do what is allotted him. For on his part does all the plan depend. He has a special part in time. Or so he chose, and choosing it, he made it for himself. His wish was not denied, but changed in form to let it serve his brother and himself, and thus become a means to save instead of lose. Salvation is no more than a reminder. This world is not your home. Its laws are not imposed on you. Its values are not yours. And nothing that you think you see in it is really there at all. And this is seen and understood as each one takes his part in its undoing as he did in making it. He has the means for either as he always did. The specialness he chose to hurt himself did God appoint to be the means for his salvation from the very instant that the choice was made. His special sin was made his special grace. His special hate became his special love. 49. The Holy Spirit needs your special function that his may be fulfilled. Think not you lack a special fun- value here. You wanted it and it is given you. All that you made can serve salvation easily and well. The Son of God can make no choice the Holy Spirit cannot employ on his behalf and not against himself. Only in darkness does your specialness appear to be attacked. In light, you see it is your special function in the plan to save the Son of God from all attack and let him understand that he is safe as he has always been and will remain in time and in eternity alike. This is the function given each of you for one another. Take it gently then from one from one another's hand and let salvation be perfectly fulfilled in both of you. Do this one thing that everything be given you. Thank you, Micah. 
Uh, and Patricia. Forty-nine. The Holy Spirit needs your special function that his may be fulfilled. Think not you lack a special value here. You wanted it, and it is given you. All that you made can serve salvation easily and well. The Son of God can make no choice the Holy Spirit cannot employ on his behalf and not against himself. Only in darkness does your specialness appear to be attacked. In light, you see it as your special function in the plan to save the Son of God from all attack and let him understand that he is safe as he has always been and will remain in time and in eternity alike. This is the function given each of you for one another. Take it gently then from one another's hand and let salvation be perfectly fulfilled in both of you. Do this one thing that everything be given you. Thank you. Thank you, Patricia. So these two beautiful sections, uh, six and seven, starting in paragraph 37. The state of sinlessness is merely this. The whole desire to attack is gone. And so there is no reason to perceive the Son of God as other than He is. In 38, Christ stands before both of you each time you look on one another. He is not gone because your eyes are closed. But what is there to see by searching for your Savior, seeing Him through sightless eyes? In 39, it is not Christ you see by looking thus. Nor do you hear his plaintive call unchanged in content in whatever form the call is made that you unite with him and join with him in innocence and peace. In 40, forgiven by you, your Savior offers you salvation. Condemned by you, he offers death to you. In everyone, you see but the reflection of what you choose to have him be to you. 
in 41, it is no sacrifice that he be saved, for by his freedom you will gain your own. To let his function be fulfilled is but the means to let yours be. And so you walk toward heaven or toward hell, but not alone. How beautiful his sinlessness will be when you perceive it, and how great will be your joy when he is free to offer you the gift of sight God gave to him for you. And in 42, look once again upon your brother, not without the understanding that he is the way to heaven or to hell as you perceive him. But forget not this, the role you give to him is given you, and you will walk the way you pointed out to him because it is your judgment on yourself. In section 7, the special function. <clears throat> in paragraph 43, the grace of God rests gently on forgiving eyes and everything they look on speaks of him to the beholder. He can see no evil, nothing in the world to fear and no one who is different from himself. And as he loves them, so he loves, he looks upon himself with love and gentleness. He would no more condemn himself for his mistakes than damn another. He is not an arbiter of vengeance nor a punisher of sin. The kindness of his sight rests on himself with all the tenderness it offers others for he would only heal and only bless. And being in accord with what God wills, he has the power to heal and bless all those he looks on with the grace of God upon his sight. In paragraph 44, importance of answering that question what do I want the wish to see calls down the grace of God upon your eyes and brings the gift of light that makes sight possible and in 46 such is the Holy Spirit's kind perception of specialness his use of what you made to heal instead of harm to each he gives a special function in salvation he alone can fill apart for only him nor is the plan complete until he finds his special function and fulfills the part assigned to him to make himself complete within a world where incompletion rules and 47 for forgiveness is the only function meaningful in time it is the means the Holy Spirit uses to translate specialness from sin into salvation. Forgiveness is for all, but when it rests on all, it is complete, and every function of this world completed with it. Then is time no more. In 48, while still in time, there is still much to do, and each has a special part in time for so he chose and choosing it he made it for himself his wish was not denied but changed in form to let it serve his brother and himself and thus become a means to save instead of lose the specialness he cho chose to hurt himself did God appoint to be the means for his salvation from the very instant the choice was made his special sin became his was made his special grace his special hate became his special love and finally in 49 the Holy Spirit needs your special function 
that his may be fulfilled. Think not you lack a special value here. You wanted it, and it is given you. Only in darkness does your specialness appear to be attack. In light, you see it as your special function in the plan to save the Son of God from all attack and let him understand that he is safe, that he has always been and will remain in time and in eternity alike. This is the function given each of you for one another. Take it gently from one another's hand and let salvation be perfectly fulfilled in both of you. Do this one thing, that everything be given you. Amen. And, oh boy, howdy, we're right at the top of the hour. So, Fran, we're going to turn to you to put a bow on this this morning as you lead our reflection at the top of the hour here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lori. That was great. Thank you. Hi, everybody. We are in the second part of the workbook, and we have a new theme today. What is the Christ? And the lesson for today is Lesson 271. Just left my note. Left my book. Just a minute. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 271. Christ is the vision I will use today. Okay, and I'll read some from What is the Christ? What is the Christ? Christ is God's Son as he created him. He is the self we share, uniting us with one another and with God as well. He is the thought which still abides within the mind that is his source. He has not left his holy home nor lost the innocence in which he was created. He abides unchanged forever in the mind of God. Christ is the link that keeps you one with God and guarantees that separation is no more than an illusion of despair. Where hope forever will abide in him. Your mind is part of his and his of yours. He is the part in which God's answer lies, where all decisions are already made and dreams are over. Home of the Holy Spirit and at home in God alone, does Christ remain at peace within the heaven of your holy mind? This is the only part of you that has reality and truth. The rest is dreams. The Holy Spirit, excuse me, reaches from the Christ in you to all your dreams and, and bids them come to him to be translated into truth. He will exchange them for the final dream which God appointed as the end of dreams. Therefore, let us seek to find Christ's face and look on nothing else. As we behold his glory, will we know we have no need of learning or perception or of time or anything except the Holy Self, the Christ whom God created as his Son. Now I will go to the lesson. Christ is the vision I will use today. Each day, each hour, each instant, I am choosing what I want to look upon, the sounds I want to hear, the witnesses to what I want to be the truth for me. 
Today I choose to look upon what Christ would have me see, to listen to God's voice and seek the witnesses to what is true in God's creation. In Christ's sight, the world and God's creation meet, and as they come together, all perception disappears. His kindly sight redeems the world from death, for nothing that he looks on but must live remembering the Father and the Son, Creator and Creation unified. Father, Christ's vision is the way to you. What he beholds invites your memory to be restored to me. In this I choose to be what I would look upon today. Take a moment, reflect on this. Lesson 271, Christ is the vision I will use today. Father, Christ's vision is the way to you. What he beholds invites your memory to be restored to me. In this I choose to be what I would look upon today. Lesson 271, Christ is the vision I will use today. Amen. Amen. That's so beautiful, Fran. Thank you. Thank you, Laurie. Thank you, Fran. Thank you so much, Fran. Nice. Thank you, Fran. Thank you, Fran. Thanks, guys. I just love that first line in the second paragraph of the lesson when he says, Father, Christ's vision is the way to you. It's just so simple. <laughs> I love it. I'm complete. <laughs> mm, thank you, Fran.
Kaidi. Hi, good morning. This is Ida. Um, I sucked through the first hour of this um, lesson. It's real early for me and stuff, you know. But um, I can hear the love in your in your voices, and I'm going through some stuff. But and the things that we all say and things that you say are good things. But even more than that. You say them with this love, with this godly love, and I really appreciate that, and that's helping me heal this morning from what was bothering me. Thank you very much. I'm complete. Oh, God bless you, Ida. That was just so sweet. Thank you, Ida. I hear the love from you. Praise and God. I about what Yes, healing, healing to you, Ida. Yes, thank you. And light to you, light to you. Good morning, everyone. This is Mindy. I just joined in time to hear Fran do that lovely uh, lesson with her beautiful clarity and faith and trust and love. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Mindy. I'm glad you're here. Thank you, Mindy. This is Donna. As as um, Laurie as Laurie read the recap, my pen began to write, and I got a little note from each chapter or each paragraph she read. Thirty-seven, give up attack. Thirty-eight, Christ's face is in each. Forty, forgiveness the key to see. Forty-two, understand who your brother is. Forty-three, see no evil. God wills, heals. 46, kind perception heals. The Holy Spirit's kind perception heals. 47, time is for forgiveness. 48, each of us has a purpose in time for the sonship and his father. 49, the Holy Spirit. 49, to the Holy Spirit. We are valuable. I am complete. Oh, that was just so wonderful, Donna. Thank you. Yeah, it's really Thank wonderful. You. I so appreciate it. Yeah, that reminds me yeah. of the book. Thank you. To summarize what I didn't read, you know, those little black and white, the yellow books with the black stripes. You really did do that just now. Thank you so much.
Well, good morning, everyone. This is Lori. And um, boy, these two sections really go together, don't they? And their alignment with the lesson this morning is just so perfect. Um, <clears throat> I love this special topic. And my favorite line, well, I love all of it, but um, the one that stands out to me this morning most clearly is in paragraph three. Home of the Holy Spirit and at home in God alone does Christ remain at peace within the heaven of your holy mind. This is the only part of you that has reality and truth. The rest is dreams. <clears throat> oh, the, I'm a, I'm a, boy, oh boy. It seems so unattainable, um, this great gift of the awareness of innocence and, and the breakthrough to unity until all of a sudden it's just there. <laughs> and, um, I've often said it's like little cat feet. Um, this awareness that was always there. And over time, I've come to realize that with every error I release, every error in my mind, every error in my thoughts, I release. Um, truth becomes more and more vivid in my awareness <clears throat> until one day one day it's like this years ago um, before I heard the spirit call me by name I had a dream that and I've shared this dream many times about the love boat you know it's just Christ at the rudder and Christ in the sails and an image of me resting at the mast with nothing to do. And um, and over these years, <clears throat> this thing has happened where, um, where this image of myself sitting at the mast with nothing to do um, becomes fainter and fainter <clears throat> until I until I came to realize, wait now, wait now, wait now. <laughs> oh, it's like that. Wait now, wait now, wait now. If if I'm an image resting at the mass and you're over there in your body of Jesus, um, the picture isn't complete. Um, and and when he says Christ is the only part of you that has reality and truth. I realized that there was this thing, this wait now, wait now, that says, if I, if I give up both our bodies, um, it'll feel like you're not there. And um, what I've discovered is this miracle of awareness that he is there um, because he's everywhere. And um, and and that wait now wait now you'll disappear if I if I disappear into you 
turns out to be the awareness that is everywhere. Just just like that opening poem this morning that I just loved. And I'm going to read that again for reference. The way to you lies clearly in my heart and cannot be seen or known to the mind. As my words turn to silence, your sweetness surrounds me. Unable to discern the form of you, I see your presence all around, filling my eyes with the love of you. My heart is humbled, for you are everywhere. And that humbling, um, that humbling is altogether different in experience than what the ego thinks. You know, the ego thinks, uh, if I disappear, um, what's left? And what's left is just the innocence of all creation and the love of the Father for the Son and the love of the Son for the Father. And it turns out that's not limited in any way. Um, that limits of bodies, uh, limits of mind, were only ideas that I had. Um, there's a startling quote that comes to mind from Course of Love, where he says, the world does not keep you separate. You keep yourself separate from the world. And um, and for me, it was it was like um, it, it was like um, miracles came sporadically. But he says miracles are everywhere and all the time. And the discovery is that in the releasing of ideas of separation of myself, I simultaneously found that that's releasing of the idea of separation from you, from all beings, from life. And, um, and so, over time, I'll just say this. The more idea of separation I release, the more I discover that Christ is everywhere. And um, that becomes a real experience. Just like he says, think of the joy. What's that paragraph? Think of the joy. There it is right there in paragraph 41. It is no sacrifice that he be saved, for by his freedom you will gain your own. To let his function be fulfilled. Boy, that's a great line. That's a really great line, and it works like this. Um, I realize that all creation wants to bless me as much as I want to bless creation. And in allowing my mind to receive the blessing that's always there from life, from living beings, from you all. In allowing myself to receive blessing, my heart is humbled 
and specialness disappears. Specialness being just that idea that um, I'm different or apart. And when that disappears, the experience of it is exactly like he says. <clears throat> so you walk toward heaven or toward hell, but not alone. How beautiful his sinlessness will be when you perceive it. He was always there. He was always there because innocence and holiness is the nature of creation. It's the nature of the creator. How could it be otherwise? How could God create something unlike himself? And how great will be your joy when he is free to offer you the gift of sight God gave to him for you. It's one thing to receive and, and recognize that all things are echoes of the voice for God. But when I attune my mind to hearing that, when I attune my mind to awareness of, of holiness and hearing Holy Spirit, what I discover to my great amazement is that it attunes my other sense of sight. Because the more I hear the voice for holiness, the greater my expectation of seeing it. And when I allow myself to join life like that, the world does not keep you separate. You keep yourself separate from the world. When I allow myself to join life like that, I discover the great blessing that there's not an image of me here. There's all this body identity, you know, that I used to just hate body for. It's just gone. And the love of God is lit up in my awareness. And so that beautiful, beautiful paragraph that begins the special function becomes a more vivid experience of life as as it was portrayed to me in that dream so long ago. That specifics, um, while still seen, do not have the meaning that my mind gave to them before. And mind disappears into heart. <laughs> And I don't think I can talk about it anymore, but thank you so much for letting me share that. I'm complete. Lori, thank you so much. That was beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank Lori. you, Lori. How wow, that's enlightenment. Thank you, Lori. Really, that was great. You're great.
Yes, Natana. When you said awake awareness, what came to me is awakened awareness replaces perception. And that's so freeing. And when you had the realization, really, about as long as there are two, we have work to do. And I thought, oh, wow, that is so, so true. Um, Thank you, Laura. You confirm the reality of reality. Oh, bless your heart, Donna. Thank you. Maybe another way to say it is um, the veil. He talks about the veil in lots of places. The veil across the face of Christ, the veil that seems to be between each of us and other. This veil that he talks about is made up of nothing but my own mistaken ideas about myself. And when um, when that's corrected, when I accept atonement for myself, there comes this um, great reveal that um, the veil was nothing more than illusion about myself. And when I can accept that innocence is the true state of myself, I have nothing to project upon this veil. And the more I learn to forgive or release my illusion, that's all forgiveness is, is release my illusion. The more I learn to release it, the more clarity comes to mind. And the thing that seemed to be a gap or a separation or a space uh, between me and life was made of nothing but my own mistaken ideas. And, um, and when those are gone, <clears throat> when I stop casting my mistaken ideas upon the world, um, the veil just disappears. I'm reminded of another quote he says the world is what you gave it nothing more and nothing less and so that world that he calls this world that illusory world 
um, where sin and guilt and fear seem to have real substance um, is is lifted. That's how we can say the world you see is nothing more than what you gave it. Neither is it less. Um, and and the love that we really have for each other uh, becomes a more vivid experience as my mistaken ideas are released. It's not like um, you know. I used to think. Um, I used to be a Sunday school teacher years ago. You know, love your brother as yourself. Um, love your brother as a continuation of yourself. Um, all of those, all of those statements um, contain the word brother, which has other in it. You know, it's for us to discover that Christ is the capital self we all share, and always has been, and in point of fact is always in our awareness. That's how I can say you can't see your Savior when your eyes are closed, <laughs> you know. Um, because when I have errors in my mind, my eyes are closed. I can't see. Um, all I see is the veil. And, um, and the great good news is that forgiveness offers everything I want. And the more I withdraw, illusions that I did the casting of. I did that with my mind. The more I withdraw my illusion, the greater the clarity. And um, and and that's to me what he means when he says your special hate becomes your special love. Your specialness becomes your special function. Um <laughs> And that's just that's just how it works because it was um, it was always the truth in the first place. So it's not like I have to I as a person have to come up with some love that I'm not aware of. I just have to release my ideas that it's possible to not love, and judgment is the only thing that can interfere with me like that. So, anyway, now I'm complete. Oh, perfect. Thank you. That was great. Yeah. Oh, great. Thank I
This is Donna. I hear all of this in a couple of languages. One is a language of my own innate understanding. And the other uh, language I hear this in is, uh, is I've mentioned it, um, uh, the teaching of metapsychiatry in a book called Beyond the Dream. And, and I looked up, he doesn't mention Holy Spirit uh, in the back of that book. I don't have internet, so. But the point is, when Lori was talking about how we have these thoughts, thoughts in our own mind, it's what we think um, is the veil. And um, Dr. Hora has a principle, number 10, and it kind of really explained it for me. Uh, the understanding of what really is abolishes all that seems to be. So the understanding of what really is abolishes or dissolves or melts all that seems to be. And he also has a <clears throat> another <clears throat> forgive me another word uh, another phrase for that kind of thinking. And and this is how I now look at my own labor, so to speak, um, to fulfill my own purpose. Uh, he refers to the the collective consciousness, which I refer to it as the collective consciousness of the human condition, as the sea of mental garbage. And once you kind of get a picture of everything we we can possibly think independently is garbage. It definitely helps me keep on the right page. And then as I was thinking about how she put everything together so beautifully <clears throat> and it and about how much error that we as individuals walking at this level, uh, 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 the horizontal level, uh, how much junk we can think. And you think, well, where's all that stuff going to go? And, and, and Dr. Hoare has a third principle that says, and it took me about 10 years plus to understand this one, there is no interaction anywhere. There is only omniaction everywhere. There is no interaction anywhere. There is only omniaction everywhere. Which means to me, and of course this language is, the Holy Spirit uses all the sea of mental garbage to convert it to, to God's purpose and language and to our oneness. I am complete. <coughs> thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
We still have a few minutes. Who haven't we heard from this morning? I think there's one unmuted line. Well, this is Lemoyne. I, I want to thank you all for all your lovely shares. I've, uh, <laughs> I had thought to point out what is actually fairly obvious and I think both sections, the thing of what is the Christ and the lesson that uh, yeah, this equivalence of uh, <coughs> self and Christ and that it's a shared idea, a shared identity, rather, <coughs> that uh, recognize the shared disappears the perception and uh, <clears throat> one of my favorite things to do for this stuff for these courses loosely termed curriculum <laughs> is to look and try and see it like kind of already there, already leaking out into the world. And, uh, yeah, I've had the, I had the song, this Peter Gabriel song. I don't even know if I can say it. <laughs> it it's called In Your Eyes. And, uh, I rem I recommend, you know, this song is it's like a it's like if you think of it as a hymn to Christ then the Y in your eyes is capitalized. Yeah, it's just about perfect and a wonderful expression of uh you know, of this shared unity and shared identity in unity um, and I'll just read a little bit of it here the, what is the uh, it's song is a little free form but it is essentially the chorus <clears throat> in your eyes the light the heat in your eyes I am complete in your eyes. I see the doorway in your eyes to a thousand churches. In your eyes, the resolution. In your eyes, of all the fruitless searches. And, uh, you know, how... It's entirely natural that it come from within. He has another part of the song that says, and all my instincts, they return, and the grand facade so soon will burn. Without a noise, without my pride, I reach out from the inside. And yeah, I think it's I think it's just uh, I always was deeply affected by that song. 
but uh, I see it now as a as a wonderful expression of, of what these sections talk about. So that's just a thought, um, and I share it because <laughs> can't get it out of my head now. <laughs> I like the thing of a see the doorway to a thousand churches. It's like a the persistence, the eternal offer to join. It's the doorway, not the door. And uh, and to bring that universal into the particular, it is. That is our special function. I'm complete. Oh, that was so accessible and perfect, Lemoyne. Thank you, yeah. thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lemoyne. <laughs> thank you, Lemoyne. That was very good. Uh, still time for another short share. Well, why don't we end this recording and um, and we'll continue to talk about this, I'm sure, on the after call. And um, <laughs> from everything I've heard today, this just seems to be the perfect close. It's from chapter 24, The Resolution of the Dream. In paragraph 45, the Christ in you is very still. He knows where you are going and he leads you there in gentleness and blessing all the way. His love for God replaces all the fear you thought you saw within yourself. His holiness shows you himself and him whose hand you hold and whom you lead to him. And what you see is like yourself. For what but Christ is there to see and hear and love and follow home? <clears throat> he looked upon you first, but recognized you were not complete. And so he sought for your completion in each living thing that he beholds and loves and seeks it still that each might offer you the love of God. Yet is he quiet, for he knows that love is in you now, and safely held in you by that same hand that holds your brothers in your own. Christ's hand holds all his brothers in himself. It gives them vision for their sightless eyes and sings to them of heaven, that their ears may hear no more the sound of battle and death, he reaches through them, holding out his hand that everyone, everyone may bless all living things and see their holiness. And he rejoices that these sights are yours to look upon with him and share his joy. His perfect lack of specialness he offers you that you might save all living things from death, receiving 
from each one the gift of life that your forgiveness offers to your capital self. The sight of Christ is all there is to see. The song of Christ is all there is to hear. The hand of Christ is all there is to hold. There is no journey but to walk with him. Just so beautiful. Thank you, everyone, this morning who called in. Oh, thank who you. Who read and, thank you. and who shared. That was great. Thank you, friend. Thank you, everyone. Thanks, everybody.